0: Welcome to the Hope United podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. God, I thank you, Lord, for, um, as we open up your word today, that you would share something with us. Show us something that we haven't seen before in your word. God, I think that you would keep on um, challenging us in our faith walk, challenging us and, and urging us forward. God, I thank you. You know exactly where every person is today, whether they're on the mountain, they're feeling like a success, whether they're in the valley, they're feeling like they failed in some areas, or if they're in between. God, your word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our pathway. You always have something to share to elevate us from the place that we are. To the place we need to be in Jesus name, everybody said, Amen. Amen, has anybody ever like scalded yourself really good with like some hot tea or hot coffee? I just did it really good to myself on the side of the stage, and I just needed to share that with somebody you know when, you know when you, you do it so hard you have to like the it has to come back into the because uh, you can't hold it in your sorry that's yeah. okay. I want to say I'm so proud of a kids ministry. They're going to be doing some sign ups at the end. Um, We're doing a lot of new programs and um, we need some new hands, some extra hands on deck. So if you uh, are interested or if you haven't already signed up, go back there and check them out at the table back there um, on your way out today. In Scripture, we're given a command by God to be holy as He is holy. And I was thinking about that this week and uh, what does that really look like for us as Christians, to be holy like He is holy or to be holy because He is holy. And is that even possible to be holy? So I wanted to really explore that and start... This new series and I thought it was so powerful that the dancers chose this song and they didn't know I was going to be speaking about to be holy as God is holy and they're dancing to this song holy forever. Um, but I want to talk about this concept called think holy because if we are to go on a journey and see if we can become holy as he is holy first we have to change the way that we think about things. We have to shift our perspective. If I'm ever going to be able to act holy, if I'm going to explore the possibility, if that can happen, first I have to change my thought process and begin to think holy. So I want to talk to you this next series, the next couple weeks, about think holy. There's several times in Scripture that, that God really gives us this concept. We see it in the New Testament and we see it in the Old Testament. I'll give you an example in the New Testament. In First Peter 1.16, for the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. And of course, in the Old Testament, you can find many places. Leviticus 11.44, I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. Leviticus 11.45, I am the Lord who brought you out of Egypt to be your God. Therefore, be holy because I am holy. Leviticus 19:2 Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and and say to them be holy because I the Lord your God is our holy. Leviticus 27 consecrate yourself and be holy because I am the Lord your God. So this concept of holiness keeps on popping up. And this concept of being holy like he is holy, being holy because he is holy. So I want to take a look at this because you can go into many churches today and you can hear them talk about the grace of God. Um, you can look up on the internet. You can find countless sermons about the grace of God. And what you don't hear a lot of people talking about today is the holiness of God. And it's important for us to talk about both sides of uh, or, or the different aspects of God. Because without exploring the holiness of God, our picture is incomplete about who God is. And first, I want to say thank God for His grace. I love to preach the grace uh, of God because if it wasn't for His grace, I wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't be here today. Nobody would be here today. His grace in the person of Jesus Christ coming and dying in our place, giving us the pathway to salvation, I thank God every day for the grace of God. But just as important as the grace is the holiness of God and this concept of God saying, be holy. Be holy just like I am holy. And um, it's kind of like this. It's like grace welcomes you to the house and grace welcomes you into the house. But it's the holiness of God that says, now you need to take off those muddy shoes and take off your old clothes and I have some new clothes for you. So the grace welcomes us into the house. That is the salvation portion. And then the holiness of God is saying, all right, now I want to give you new clothes. I want you to take off your old clothes. I want you to take off your muddy boots and don't track in the house. The holiness of God. Somebody Say to somebody, think holy. holy. So this is something that's important. It's an expectation that God has of us. That even as imperfect human beings, we can somehow shift our perspective and think holy. And it's like this journey that we go on from the perspective of selfishness and the perspective of sinful nature to a perspective of holiness. Thinking in a different way. Thinking. Philippians 2.12 says it this way. Work Hard. Somebody say, work hard. If somebody told you that Christianity is easy, they misled you. Paul says it right here in Philippians 2, 12. He says, work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. So he, in essence, is showing us the two parts, right? Work hard, that's the holiness, to show the results of your salvation, that's the grace, right? Grace welcomes you in. Salvation welcomes you in. Holiness says take off your shoes, all right? How many people your mom told you, take off your shoes when you come in the house or take off your shoes when you walk on the carpet? God is saying to us, in essence, I want you in the house. I'm welcoming you with my grace. But I want you also to take off those Filthy clothes you've been playing around outside in, take off those muddy boots, and that's the holiness of God. The Apostle Paul tells us in Romans 12, two, he says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Right? This is how we change as believers, We believe in God, but the way that we continue to transform, right, from glory to glory, from victory to victory, how do we transform? By changing the way we think. Going from unholy thoughts to holy thoughts. Sinful thoughts to righteous, doing the right thing, the right way, thoughts. And so don't copy the behaviors, the customs of this world, the things you used to do, the things you used to be into, but let God transform you, right? Let God change you. And how is He going to make this change happen in your life? He's going to make it happen by changing the way that you think. So, and then it continues. It says, then you will learn. Somebody say, then. It's an important word because some people think they know what God what God is, how God is sending them, where God is telling them to, to serve, and how God is how God has purposed them, but you see they still have the old mentality and they still have the old behavior. And so Paul lays it out real clear. He says, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then, somebody say then, then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and purpose. See, see, and perfect. See, we don't even know God's whole agenda and purpose and design for us until we can think holy. We have to transform our behavior by transforming our thought process. Then we begin to understand God's purpose for us. So this is why it's so important for us to think holy. Somebody say, think holy. So Paul encourages us, don't go back to what you were doing before, don't conform, don't think like you used to, but be transformed by changing the way you think. Thinking is powerful. Scripture tells us to take captive every thought that raises itself against, right, the image of Jesus Christ. So I'm taking captive every thought that's coming against God's design, essentially, When I take captive every thought coming against God's design, I'm thinking holy. Because what's left after I've arrested every other thought except for the thoughts that line up with God? Godly thoughts. That's what's left. And now I'm able to begin to think holy. So don't go back to the old ways any longer, Paul tells us. Stop doing those activities that you were doing before when you were come to Christ. But instead be transformed. How are we transformed? Changing our minds, changing our thoughts, changing our, shifting our thought process. Instead of sinful thoughts, we shift to holy thoughts. Scripture says in Philippians 2.5, In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. You know, a lot of times people like to quote the Scripture, uh, our thoughts are not His thoughts, you know. Our ways are not His ways. But do you know that when Jesus came, it was a game changer, right? Certain things changed in a dramatic way. And so now we can actually know His thoughts, you know? At least a portion of them, right? We can know His ways. How? We can have the mind of Christ. So when we come to Christ, we have the capacity... Not to say everybody does it, but we have the capacity to think like Christ. We can think holy. So this is, this is important because anybody that comes to Jesus, now you have the opportunity. You have the opportunity to have an elevated, enlightened point of view that everybody else doesn't have. It's called the mind of Christ. A lot of times people, they, 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 they dive into these self-help books. They try to go into that, and sometimes there's good in there, sometimes there's not. But the highest form of elevated thinking is the mind of Christ. And that's what we're talking about. Think holy. Think holy. When we come to Christ, we're given that ability. The thoughts of God are meant to be part of our daily life. It's not meant to be a mystery to us. God wants us to have access. Look at somebody and say, God wants us to have access to God ideas, to God thoughts, to God strategies. See, some of you need to get a hold of this because Deuteronomy 8.18 says that we remember him today because he is the one that gives us the ability to produce wealth. And in doing so, he confirms his covenant with us as he did our ancestors. Some of you need to get a hold of the mind of Christ. The Bible says there is witty inventions. There is powerful. It's powerful. You'll never operate on the capacity, the highest capacity as a human being, without taking on the mind of Christ. It's not about being religious It's not about being narrow-minded. It's about operating at full capacity. There is is no way to unlock my mind like when I think the way the designer designed me to think. And so we have the mind of Christ. We can have a different thought process than before. We can be transformed by having a different way of thinking. This is high-capacity living. You will not operate on a high capacity without the mindset of Christ. So this should be our prayer. God, change the way I think so I can transform who I am. God, transform the way I think so I can change who I am. And God wants to help us do that. That's actually God's desire to help us transform and be like him. And we should go into our encounters with God saying that. God, change me by changing the way I think. Change me. I, I want to learn to think holy. I want to learn to speak holy. I want to learn to be holy, ultimately. Right? And so let's take a look at this word holiness. What does it mean? What are the, I want to give you three main characteristics of holiness. Three main characteristics. Number one set apart set apart there's something special a special design that when you're when you're holy you're only used for that purpose right set apart it's like something that's been put to the side say I'm only this is for this special purpose number 2 pure right there's something powerful about purity actually You can understand this quite easy by understanding in the natural. We all like to do, well, not everybody likes to do detoxes, but some people like to do detoxes. And if you're into health and nutrition, you want to do detoxes. Why? Because you want to get the impurities out of your system. You want to get the free radicals and the things that can cause cancer and the things that can cause this and the things that can cause that. You want to get that, flush that out of your system so you can be what? You can have more purity... In your system. In the spirit, it's the same way. God wants to help you detox so you can remove the impurities so you can function at the highest capacity possible. Holiness is about operating at full capacity, holiness is about being the highest level of achievement that you can be in this life. Holy. I want to be like God. In the most the, 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 the most righteous way possible. Now, I'm not trying to be above God. I'm not trying to be beyond God. I'm not trying to do a Lucifer thing. I'm trying to be what He wanted me to do. He created me in the image and the likeness of Him. He created you in the image and the likeness of Himself. You were meant to be like God. You're not God. Look at somebody and tell them, You're not God. Some people need to be reminded. They get a God complex going on. I'm not saying that you're God. I'm saying you were designed to be like God. That means you operate very similar and there's certain aspects of your nature and your character that are exactly like Him. So, set apart, pure, and righteous. What is righteous? Doing things the right way. What is the right way? Well, we're talking about the right way according to God. So I could say this is right, and Pastor Crane could say this is right, and Cecilia could say this is right, and Pastor Minerva could say this is right, and there could be four different opinions of what's right. That's not what I'm talking about, righteousness. Righteousness is only judged by what God says is Right? So holiness is set apart, something for a special purpose, only for that purpose, something that's pure, the impurities have been removed, and then lastly, righteous, it's in right standing. Let's talk about set apart. You know, to be set apart means you're no longer used for anything else except for what the designer designed you for, okay? So it's for a specific purpose. Raise your hand and say, I am called to do something special in the earth. Do you believe that's a true statement? Do you believe that your purpose is unique? Right? There's some things that we all have in common, right? We all have two eyeballs, one nose, two ears, a mouth. In the spirit, we have certain things that are all, it's universal Christian stuff, right? Right? We share that purpose in common. But there's other things, just like your thumbprint, that is individual to you. You have a specific purpose and assignment. So when you understand being set apart, you're saying, I'm not going to go over here and do this. I'm not going to go over here and do that. I understand the scope of my purpose, and I'm going to move only in that. Why? Because my greatest blessing is in the scope of my purpose. The greatest favor of God is in the scope of my purpose. The greatest financial gain for me will be in the scope of my purpose. And I'm talking about financial gain that doesn't hurt you in the long run, right? Because there's some, amen, there's some financial gain that can hurt you in the long run. The greatest relationships that I will see are within the scope of my purpose. And if I am within the scope of my purpose, I'm walking in what? Holiness. And that is the powerful thing. My grandmother, I would go over her house growing up, and there were certain dishes. If this sounds familiar, maybe this sounds familiar to you. There were certain dishes that were not used except for on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Maybe New Year's. But these, these dishes were not meant to be used for the popcorn. We were not allowed to use these with cereal. These dishes were not for the toast in the morning. These were the fine china. They even had silverware that went with them and they came in a box, a wooden box that would unfold and the treasures would be revealed. And it was gold plated or silver plated. There were two boxes, right? Even. It was a wondrous treasure. They were set apart only for the usage of Thanksgiving and Christmas. What God is trying to tell us today is that you are meant to be holy, set apart only for the scope of your purpose and design. Right? And so, funny story, like at the height of American Idol... Some of my friends would joke with me, some of them weren't joking, um, and, and I take it as a compliment, but they were like, you should go, you should sign up for American Idol, you should see how far you can go, da-da-da-da-da, you know, you could even make some money, whatever, or, or people would see you, and, what. and I, my response was always pretty similar, which was, but that's not my design, that's not what I was meant to do. I would be outside of the scope of my purpose. Yes, I can sing, but that doesn't mean I'm supposed to sing on every stage. Yes, I can speak, but that doesn't mean that every stage I'm supposed to speak on. I have to stay within the scope of my purpose. Now, I'm not saying that somebody couldn't have a calling to go and somehow it's a ministry for them to be on the American Idol stage or The Voice or whatever. God could do that. But I'm saying for me, as for me, that was not in the scope of my purpose. So I understood if I went to American Idol, I would be not walking in holiness. I would be stepping outside of holiness, and I want to stay inside of God's scope for me. Why? Because the greatest blessing is in holiness. The greatest favor is in holiness. The greatest relationships are in holiness. So I want to learn to think holy. If God gives you a job and he opens up a door for you to work somewhere, when you go to work at that job, you are walking in holiness. Did you know that? If God gives you a wife, men, when you're with your wife on a date, you're walking in holiness. Ladies, if God gives you a man, when you're taking care of your man, you're walking in holiness. Right? When you get outside with your kids and you're spending quality time with them and you're playing sports in the backyard, you're walking in holiness. If God gave you the kids and you're stewarding the gift and you're stewarding the relationship, you're walking in holiness. You're within the scope of your purpose. God called me to be a pastor, but he also called me to be a husband. I walk in holiness when I buy my wife roses. Come on, men. Somebody grab this revelation. When I do the dishes for my wife, I'm walking in holiness. When my wife is tired and I cook a, a meal, I'm walking in holiness. <laughs> we're going to just leave that right there. When God gives you something and you do it well, you're walking in holiness. I like telling this story. It was our 10-year anniversary, and we were thinking about getting new wedding bands, and I'm kind of a really... Conservative spender, right? I like to save. I like to make good investments. But it's our 10 year anniversary, right? And um, I, so I'm back and forth. Should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I just do something light or should we go? Should we go in? Should we go hard? And I felt God drop this in my spirit. He said, I want you to celebrate what I celebrate. I want you to celebrate what what I celebrate. And when I went to the jewelry store with my wife to pick out new wedding bands for our 10-year anniversary, I was walking in holiness. When I honor my family that God gave me, I'm walking in holiness. Amen? Amen. Some of y'all heard something today. (laughs) Holiness is obedience to God's design for your life. Holiness is stewardship over the gifts that God has placed in your life. That's holiness. Everything that we do should fall in line with the purposes of God for our life. Every relationship... That we have should be within the scope of our purpose. I want it all to point back to the purposes of God so that I can walk in holiness. Sometimes seemingly normal things, seemingly common things, can actually be holy. I was on a prayer walk one time. Some of y'all like this, some of y'all be confounded by this. I was out praying. The Lord told me while I was out praying, go back in the house and spend time with your wife. Why would he say that? Because that's holy to him. Just as holy as the prayer was, treating my wife was also holy. Somebody's learning how to be a good husband today. Learning how to be a good wife today. <laughs> The more you understand your purpose, the more you can remain holy. Holiness is not about being religious. Holiness is about being obedient to the design for your life. Right? A businessman that goes into the office, that God called him to be a businessman, he's operating in holiness when he shows up at the office. He brings in his briefcase, he's holy. The woman that was called to be a teacher, God called you to be a teacher to put an imprint, a godly imprint on those children. When you walk into your classroom on Monday morning, you're walking in holiness. It's not just the preacher on Sunday morning, it's any and every one of us when we operate in the scope of our purpose. We are holy. But when we operate within God's purpose, we allow ourselves to remain holy and we are at our greatest capacity. Do you think your greatest capacity is when you do the things that you have figured out or when you do the things that God has figured out for you? Right? When I figure out what God's plan is for my life and I operate within that, I am at the greatest capacity. We remain holy, we'll see the greatest blessings, the greatest favor, the greatest miracles. Some of you are looking for miracles today. Make sure you're within the scope of your purpose. Holiness is powerful. It has powerful advantages, right? There's protection when I am walking in holiness. When I'm operating in obedience to the holiness of God, protection is a byproduct. It's a perk of holiness, That I am protected by God because I'm in my assignment by God. You know how many times people try to kill Jesus, right? But they couldn't do it. Why? Because he was walking in holiness. He was walking in his purpose, so God didn't allow that. And I want to tell you this today. The devil can't touch you when you are in your purpose unless it serves your purpose. The devil cannot touch you when you are in your purpose unless it serves your purpose. Scripture says the righteous person's steps are ordered by the Lord. One time somebody was praying for me and they prayed for me the prayer out of Psalms. He says, I pray that your 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 feet be like hind's feet. And they're talking about those goats that they walk on the cliffs. And they only need just like this little they can they can actually like run on the side of the cliff. And God's promises is, man, even when you are, it looks super dangerous. He's going to keep your footing secure when you're walking in holiness. And. Psalm 37, 23 and 24 says the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail how many get excited about that God being involved in the details? I want God to be involved in the details of my life. That also is sobering, though, because if I'm doing the wrong things, I'm like, oh, those, those details are exposed to God. I, I want to get those impurities out because I realize I want God to be involved in every promotion. I want God to be involved in making every relationship better. I want God to be involved in making my marriage better. I want God to be involved in making me a better father. Right. I want God involved in all the details of my life. It says he delights in every detail of their life, though they stumble. Hey, none of us are perfect, though they stumble, they will never fall. For the Lord holds them by the hand Isn't that great to know, man, when you have a relationship with God, that's like having a firm grip on God's hand. You might misstep, you might stumble, but it says you're not able to fall. When I hold my three-year-old daughter's hand, and we're going down the street, she might trip over a rock. But guess what? She's not going to fall. She's not going to scratch her knees. Why? Because Daddy's holding her hand. And even if she were to completely let all of her weight off, she would still be hanging by the hand of her father. Somebody get this today. If your relationship with God is intact, it doesn't matter what life throws at you. The rug could be pulled out from underneath you and you will still be in good shape. There is protection that comes from holiness when you're doing God's purposes for your life. I don't want to be unholy because it's riskier, it's dangerous. Alright, so let's look at it like this, right? If you're in the world, the devil's already got you. He's not trying to do extra, right? The people that are holy, God's saying, hey, hands off, this is mine. This belongs to me. But there's this kind of no man's zone of those that have given their life to Christ, but they're not walking in holiness. And so guess what? The devil takes extra shots at people that are outside of the framework of the covenant. Get this. People that are outside of the framework of the covenant, outside of the characteristics of holiness, it's dangerous. It's said like this also in Scripture. He says, it's better to be hot or cold. Because if you're in the middle, it's like, I can't stand that. Right? Isn't that what Scripture says? I spit that out of my mouth. I don't want to have anything to do with the gray area. Like either get in holiness or like, hey, just be cold. So I want to be holy. We should want to be holy because it's the safest place. And I'm not saying that you'll never have a bad thing happen to you in your life. I'm saying that all the extra unnecessary battles off the table. Off the table, the only thing that you'll ever deal with is what can make you stronger and make you better and elevate you into your purpose. Every struggle that you face when you are in holiness, it only promotes you. It only promotes you. This is the protection that comes from holiness. When God saves you and transforms you, but you refuse to operate in holiness, it's a dangerous place, right? Because the enemy will attack you on your level of potential. See, we're thinking about where we are now, but the enemy can see that the anointing and the calling and the purpose of God on your life. So even if you don't know your purpose, the enemy is reading that purpose and he's attacking you on the level of purpose. So I want to be inside of holiness because holiness is the protection from the enemy. And this is how tricky and deceitful that the enemy is. He will tempt you to get outside of holiness. And then when you get outside of holiness, he'll take a shot at you. Said, good, bam. I'm glad you stepped out of holiness. Bam, I'm going to hit you right in the face. He's the same one that tempts you to get outside of God's pathway for you, and he's going to try to hit you. Why would you listen to the same guy that's going to hit you? Don't listen to his temptations. The enemy is looking to exploit anytime we are out of position. That is the beauty of holiness. Right? The psalmist said we worship him in the beauty Of his holiness. And we can understand man how beautiful holiness is. There is protection. There is favor. There is blessing. There is finances. There is awesome relationships. There's people you can count on. There's people that will stand with you through the hard times. When you're on the path of holiness. But when we don't walk in holiness. We're out of position. The enemy will take advantage of those moments. And try to bring chaos. Into your life. Anybody ever seen chaos brought into your life? I know I have. There's been some moments I stepped outside of holiness and I saw it got messy quick. Got messy quick. So it's important because the enemy is looking to cause chaos in your family, cause chaos in your finances, cause there to be lack, cause there to be sickness. Anytime you step outside of the pathway of holiness or the scope of your purpose, I want to be lined up with the purposes of God. The devil is looking to start trouble. I'm not afraid of the devil because I'm walking in holiness. And the moment that I stumble outside of holiness, I say, I I got to get back in. Scripture says a righteous person may fall, but they're going to get back up. And get back in holiness. Say, man, I made a mistake this week. But that mistake isn't who I am. I am holy. One of the beautiful scriptures that I love, it says, now there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. When I'm in Christ Jesus, guess what another name for that is? Holiness. Right? The moment I get outside of Christ Jesus, guess what? There is condemnation there. The devil will put a guilt trip on you. And he'll have legitimate reasons to do so. Because you're not covered. But when I step back into holiness, I am in Christ Jesus. I am protected by the umbrella of His grace, of His sacrifice, what He did for my life. And I'm walking in this lace in position of holiness you might say, man, I've, I've messed up. I made some mistakes in my life. You don't have to let that mistake be who you are. You can say, I'm making a decision today. I'm making a decision today. I want to be in holiness. I want to be in the path of my purpose. I want to be in the scope of my assignment I want to be set apart. I want to be holy. I want to be righteous. I want to do the things the right way. I want to get the impurities out. I want to understand my design and stay there. My prayer over the next few weeks is this. That we would think more and more like Christ. We would learn to think holy. That we'll see the importance in thinking holy. But we'll see the importance of being holy as He is holy. That we'll see the protection that comes on our lives when we're holy. That we'll see the access to the thoughts of God as we are holy. We'll see the higher capacity as we are holy. And above all else, we'll be in obedience because He commanded us to be like Him. and Be holy. Will you bow your heads with me i want to pray for you god i thank you for each and every person that's here it's not by accident you do everything and you do everything well god you knew everybody that would be here today you knew what you would ask me to talk about you knew you know what we're going to have for lunch god i thank you father that you would move upon each and every person's heart And, Lord, let us have a desire for holiness. God, let us have a desire to be in our purpose, to live life on purpose, to, God, be set apart for your purpose, to understand the high capacity that comes with doing things by the design. Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you, God, as we... Pray on this this week and the next couple weeks as we think on this that you would reveal to us your secrets about how to think holy. And as heads are bowed, maybe you say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with Jesus. I I've kind of drifted. I've drifted in my relationship with God. I've kind of gotten away from it. Stuff came up, but I, I know I want to reconnect today. I want to reconnect today that's you i want to pray for you or maybe you say i'm not sure if i ever really connected with him um i want to give you the opportunity to connect with him to have a relationship with him because that's what god wants if that's you just slip up your hand i want to pray with you right where you are amen amen God wants to do something so powerful in our lives. He's just waiting for us to say yes. If you slipped up your hand, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And everybody believes this, you can say this prayer too. Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for the power of your forgiveness. Jesus, I'm sorry. For the times I missed it, when I made mistakes, when I sinned, Jesus, apply your forgiveness to my life. I need it. I want to follow you. I want to do things your way. I want to walk in your purpose. I want to understand holding. Give me the strength to do that. Give me the understanding for that. And give me the heart for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, Go to HopeUnited.Church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.